It is Saturday, December 4th, 2021. You're tuned into the blow off presented by atmarkmedia.com, powered by the Hameen Media Group at channelattitude.com. You can see all that cool stuff down there in the overlays. On this week's show, we're talking some Tony Pies, Jarahausen, Panda Pile Drivers, and the Briscoes. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to remind you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. Find the show online at the blowoff, blowoffpod.com, at markmedia.com, and of course, channelattitude.com. My name is Jargo. I will be your host for the day. That's my tag team partner. He's the COVID kid. He's the GAG from the PWSC. He's my man, Jimmy T. Welcome back to your show. Thank you, thank you. And can't just mention Genera housing anybody? Genera housing. <laughs> That's it, too good. It, it, it's it's funny, and we talked about this last night over at Rampage on Cage too. But the burial of Sami Zayn is complete. Jimmy, I, I feel like that is the biggest story in all of pro wrestling this week. Like the official burial of Sami Zayn is complete at this point. Goodbye, Sami Zayn. Hello, how generico. That's what I say. So I'm looking forward to him actually leaving WWE. But in saying that, I think he's enjoying his way out. I mean, come on. He's being fed chicken shit. He's still turning it into chicken salad. And you know what, man? He should be condemned, man. I mean, it's just Sami Zayn, El Generico, whatever you want to call the guy, might be the best baby face of an entire generation. And instead, the WWE turned him heel, and he has just absolutely made this thing work for him. Uh, the entire conspiracy theorist, Sami Zayn, has been one of my favorite things inside of the WWE for a very long time. I love that every once in a while, he gets El Generico gets cell phone reception down in Tijuana, and he'll just send out a tweet that says, like, hello, everybody. You know, and, and people lose their freaking minds, right? Every time he does it. It's great. He's such a freaking troll. Um, and that's basically the character that he's played. I never thought that we would be sitting here talking about Sami Zayn leaving the WWE. Uh, the WWE was always the goal for Sami Zayn. And he finally reaches that pinnacle. I mean, he had a great run in NXT. He was the original heart and soul of NXT. He comes up to the main roster, kind of flubs a little bit. And then he gets it all figured out with this conspiracy theorist character and it must pop vince because they've kept this thing going way longer than most wwe storylines go and then it culminates last night like i feel like sammy Zayn went into vince's office and was like vince i'm taking the money i'm, I'm leaving <laughs> wwe and he was like all right tonight you've got two segments with brock lesnar and then roman <laughs> reigns is gonna beat you in about 20 seconds like i this it was nasty what they did to Sami Zayn last night. You can never take Sami Zayn as a credible person inside of a WWE context ever again. Like it is time for Sami Zayn to go. Oh, I 100% agree. But you know what, man? He's that good. 
that I believe it doesn't really even affect his actual character in WWE, even though he's getting buried. Let's be honest. I still think he's he's over. I still think it doesn't affect him whatsoever. But in saying that, he shouldn't be happy with the spot he's getting right now. You know what I mean? It's a shit go. And I'd rather see him in AEW as El Generico to start off with at the very least. But we need to get Generahausen going, man. <laughs> so if you want to know what Generahausen is, we were discussing over on Rampage on Cage. Maybe it was all after we went off of the air. It was off the air, actually. <laughs> this great idea for El Generico to basically become Chris Jericho in 1996, 97, when he was beating all the luchadors and stealing their masks. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that Generico should go out and beat all the luchadors and take their mask in a mask versus mask match. I just want to see him walking around backstage and stealing everybody's lucha mask. I think that would be a great way to bring in El Generico. And then <laughs> somehow we bring in Dan Housen because it seems like that's going to be a foregone conclusion once his leg heals up. And, and so El Generico goes to steal Danhausen's mask. He realizes it's makeup. And so you get Generahausen, where it's half El Generico, and then he has to paint over the El Generico mask, the Danhausen mask. I, just absolutely ridiculous uh, stuff after Rampage on Cage last night. Oh, man. And, and you know what, what's, what's funny? We can't give it justice at how funny it was as we were discussing it. There's no way. Like, there is no way we can give it justice, we but crying. it was that funny. I was literally in tears, man. It was great. But we do have some boots on the ground. Chris Ams not only joining us on Facebook, he is also in Mexico. And right now, he is searching for El Generico to bring <laughs> him back to AEW and be one of the, the, the big poles, one of the pillars, if you will, of AEW Rampage. Well, hello to Chris and ole to Chris. Hopefully he finds El Generico wherever he is, wherever he's hiding. Is he in Tijuana right now, though? Or is he in Mexico City? I mean, there's only so many orphanages in Mexico, <laughs> right? Like, it can't be that hard to find El Generico. Surely. It can't Surely be that hard. <laughs> what would you see as the ceiling for Generico, Sammy Zayn, Sammy Conspiracy, Sammy Elite, whatever you want to call him, inside of AEW. What is the ceiling for the character that is El Generico inside of an AEW context? Because the top of the card is really loaded. He's going to be super over with that hardcore Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW fan base. They're just going to be happy to see him outside of a WWE context. What's the ceiling, though, for El Generico? That's a good question, Jago. I'm not sure, man, because I want to see him at the top of the card, but as you just said, it's pretty loaded. It's pretty stacked. I can see him being up a mid-card still at first, depending on how over and how long he can, like, you know, spread it out for. If the fans are really into him, then you got to give him a run up top, man. You know what I mean? But when, that's, that's another question. I, I don't think El Generico, Sammy Zayn, I don't think he's world champion material. I, no, I, I agree. just I agree. don't. I agree, man. Really, uh, I totally agree with you. And that's why I think upper mid card is his thing. Although if he does get so over, man. TNT title, I could see. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Definitely TNT title. No, no doubt about it. Heck, maybe a TBS title run. Yeah, he could <laughs> win the whole 
<laughs> Let's be honest. Sami Zayn would El Gener- he would steal the host championship. He would That's steal, what he, he would steal the host. Championship. <laughs> ole. Okay, ole, ole, ole. Uh, so, so we've got Jarrahausen. And I guess the next thing is is we need to talk about our P and pile drivers. Um, because over on Monday Night Raw, of course, we have Sami Zayn's best friend, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, um, who I feel like this one feels like a foregone conclusion that he is going to all elite wrestling. I never thought Generico would go, but after last night, I feel like he's going. Uh, Steen, it seems foregone that he ends up in all elite wrestling along with his Rushmore buddies, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, where do you see Steen? Because Steen, I could see as a potential world champion in two, three years. Oh, look, for me, I'd put him straight up on top of the card right away, man. Would you really? I would. I actually would because it's Kevin Steen, bro. You have to, man. Okay, so when you bring Steen in, there's this interesting dichotomy that's going to happen. Do you bring Steen in as a babyface? Because the place is going to lose their freaking minds for him. Right, like they are gonna go crazy seeing Kevin Steen in all elite wrestling. Do you have to bring him in as a babyface, kind of like they did with Brian? Like they bring him in, get it out of your system. Okay, now he's dickhead Kevin Steen. <laughs> dickhead Kevin Steen. Let's be honest, Kevin Steen's a dickhead. Yeah, right. I, well, I mean that's his best character. Either that, right. or he starts off a dickhead and becomes an antihero. Like it's yeah, a very John Moxley kind of character. That definitely can work. And there's a lot of similarities with the John Moxley character when you actually put it that way. I think that would work. I just think just let him be him. Let it be organic, man. If the fans go with him, sweet. If they don't, sweet. Either way, we're all winning, man. I I thought that was genius booking by NXT when they brought in Kevin Owens. He comes in, he wins his match. Later on that night, his best friend, Sami Zayn, wins the NXT championship. And they don't even wait for it. It was like you got the baby face pop when he showed up, the baby face pop when he won, the baby face pop when he comes out and hugs Sami Zayn, and, and then, then and, and then he pile drives it or gives him a power bomb onto the, On the apron. ring apron. Right. Like it was great. You got like the entire evolution of Kevin Steen in a span <laughs> of like two and a half hours. Oh yeah, that was brilliant, man. I remember that like it was yesterday. It was great. I mean, it was absolutely great. But, man, it's interesting, man. They, they can go so many ways. Look, you definitely have to start with the Mount Rushmore thing, just like Zayn starting off as Generico. Um, but but the thing is about the Mount Rushmore, do you, they, they got to start as heels, though. That's the thing, right? Well, I mean, because you could, you could almost do the opposite of what they did in NXT. Like, you yeah. could get Rushmore for one night at the beginning of the show Steen comes out, does his whole Young Bucks thing in the freaking gear and everything, which is just absurd (laughs) seeing Kevin Steen dressed as a member of the Young Bucks. It is absurd to a hilarious level. You come out, you do the match. Later on in the night, he's like, this is stupid. What you guys are doing is stupid. And... Turn. And a pile drive everybody. <laughs> I can see that. That's definitely a steam trade as well, man. So yeah, but I'm with him turning it. on the young bucks and Adam Cole. Does that make him a baby face? Because I mean, the place yes. would go nuts. Especially when he turns on the bucks. <laughs> I think the place would definitely go nuts. 
and on Cole. Yeah, look, man, that's what I'm saying. You just let him be him and see where, where, where it goes. Or do you go the other way? What, straight up heel? Have him go straight up heel and it turns Adam Cole babyface. Which would you rather would you rather have heel Steen and babyface Cole or heel Cole and babyface Steen? Look, right now, I That's think Cole it is a tough one. Right now, I would prefer Cole to be babyface, right? Right now. That's without Steen being there. But you gotta have Steen go full blown heel at first, which would make Adam Cole a heel still. So, yeah, I mean, look, a tough one. it's a tough one. But look, let's be honest. They're going to be cheered anyway, man. There's nothing you can do about it, dude. There has to be something you can do about it. Like, there has to be. I mean, Brian Danielson is getting booed now. Right. Yeah, that's true, man. And, and he's a great heel. Like, let's be honest. I mean, he's been doing great. And he's changed his whole tone of talk. Like, he's, he's totally different by the way he speaks. He's a total heel. He's a total dickhead. And but still, yeah, look, they're, they're booing him out of respect, though, man. It's the right thing to do. You're going to boo him because he's a heel. So because I mean, it goes both ways, right? Like the, the prime example is The Rock. The Rock starts as a baby face. He has to turn heel because people freaking hate him. He gets it out of his system. The fans get it out of their system. And then you can reinvent yourself as a new baby face character once the fans get behind the cool heel. We're getting it right now with Roman Reigns. I feel like Adam Cole really needs that. Like, because Adam Cole is at babyface level for how much the fans love Adam Cole. He like he has to turn babyface just so he can turn heel. Like the only way that you're ever gonna get Adam Cole booed, you have to turn him babyface. And if you do turn him babyface just for a short time so just he for him to really turn good. on somebody right, and get right, some right. heat because he has zero heat like the fans zero. love adam cole yeah no nah, it's true man uh, but, but like i said he's he's he comes across right now like kind of like a dumbass dude when you think about it yeah completely and that's the reason that kevin steen should pee into pile drive him i mean like what the <laughs> hell is wrong where's adam cole like i'm gonna yeah. kick this dude's ass just so, just and so we can get adam cole and you can see Steen actually saying that to him in a promo, like 100%. Right. 100%. Yeah. And plus, we've never seen an Adam Cole babyface run. I think it's time, man. Well, I mean, we have, but it was yeah, so probably, long right. ago. I it mean, was long ago. It was irrelevant, really, dude. We had the kingdom. and Right. Oh, that had... was way long ago now. Well, yeah, but coming out of the kingdom, then he went into the Bullet Club, Bullet Club. and then out of Bullet Club into NXT, and now to AEW. Like, that is literally the entire progression of the Adam Cole character over the course of the last, what, seven, eight years? Yeah. Well, well, that kingdom stuff was like 2015, 2016. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's how long he hasn't been a babyface for, dude. So think about it. It's been way too long. Oh, the, me too, man. So oh, underrated. All of them. So good. But they're all great. You know what I'm saying? I think. But I don't understand why these guys, other than Cole, obviously, aren't getting a shot, man. And like, how can Matt Tavin, even Vinny, man, like, how is he not? Like, I think he's so talented, dude. These guys are overly talented. For whatever reason, the big, the big boys in AEW and WWE, don't want to give him a run. Vinny and Bray Wyatt together oh, would oh, absolutely geez. slay Impact Wrestling. Oh, I'm just saying. 
Oh, absolutely. And and they're kind of similar dudes, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, man, I'll, I'll be all for it. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. There must be some sort of heat somewhere. There's, there's got to be somewhere. But absolutely. What do you do? What do you do? What happens? Let's talk about your girl, Tony Storm. <laughs> Good old Tony Two Pies. Yeah. Um, I made the comment last night, and it's it's seemingly getting some love inside of a WWE post on Facebook. Quote, the WWE has the best women's division in the world. End quote. <laughs> and this is what we are doing with the best women's division in the world. We're going to have a feud, Jimmy, over pies to the face between Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm. Um, this is awful. Like, I didn't think that there was a logical or possible way you could make me not care about Tony Storm versus Charlotte Flair. This should be a huge match for the WWE, and I just do not care. That makes two of us, and it's sad because it should be a big program, and no doubt it'll be a great match when they do have that blow-off, but... What is this shit, man? Fucking play school? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, Charlotte says, no, you can't have a championship match. You don't deserve a championship match, which I actually agree with. Um, it's very much like the Liv Morgan story going on over uh, on Raw. And this is why that didn't work Monday night with Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Because everything that Becky Lynch said about Liv Morgan was true. Liv Morgan is a loser. She hasn't won a match in like three years. Why is she getting a championship match? And it's the same thing with Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair. Like if you would have taken Tony Storm and over the course of the last six weeks had her win, I don't know, seven or eight matches between SmackDown and main event, like, holy crap, Tony Storm's on a hot streak. Tony Storms, she's coming for the championship. She's motivated all of a sudden. She's coming to get Charlotte Flair. You could have built this up to be a really big match for that women's division and establish Tony Storm as a new star. Instead, Charlotte is going to give Tony Storm a match because Tony Two Pies <laughs> hit Charlotte in the face with a pie last night on SmackDown. <laughs> Get this, though, Jago. What? Right. And she labeled herself Tony Two Pies, just, just for the record, yeah. And so... Tony Cakes is so much better. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> Shout out to Kev. But, dollar, uh, yeah, dollar. Man. dollar, dollar. But, yeah, it's true, man. Uh, and what, what bothers me is that Tony Storm's got so much credibility as a wrestler. Outside of the WWE, inside of the WWE, she has zero credibility. And that really bothers me, maybe because she's an Aussie. Yes, I said it. You know, because let's be honest, man, she sounds, I don't like the way she talks, really, right? Maybe it is her accent. She's overly Australian, if that makes any sense. Like the way it's the combination, because she spent so much time in the UK. Right. That I feel like she's kind of has a bit of a blended Aussie mm. and British accent. And it, yeah, You're, there's you a lot so? of things I like about Tony Storm. Her promo is not one of them. 
no, she really needs to <laughs> like get up on her promos. But just I don't want to hear. She sounds like a crybaby dude when she talks, like a little girl, like you know. And I, and I hate that style. And uh, her promos in WWE. You're right, that is the Aussie thing. As I'm listening to you talk, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. This kind of same. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, I'll be honest with you, man. I actually don't like my accent. I'll, I'll be straight out. I think the Aussie accent's like bland. That's just me, though. Don't shoot me, fellow Aussies. I'm just saying, right? But uh, in saying that with her, I just think she's going to get buried, dude. She's going to get buried. She's nobody in WWE. She might have been something outside of WWE, but inside that fucking bubble, dude, who is she? Is that why she's getting buried? Because she made <laughs> her name outside of the WWE? Well, she's still Tony Storm, right? You know what happens generally to the guys and girls that are still the same name outside of WWE? Other well, they, than you've got they, exceptions, though, obviously. They wanted to change her name to Storm, and Marvel was like, yeah, no. You can't, you can't do that. And I bet you Vince is absolutely fuming over that. I'm just saying that. But I guarantee <laughs> you, if they were just like, yeah, we're going to drop the Tony, and you'll just be Storm. And Mar Mar Marvel would be like, no, <laughs> no. Well, didn't they pay for Hulk Hogan's name practically because of yeah. Incredible Hulk? So, I mean, if Vince wants to, yeah, like, but they weren't a multi-billion-dollar publicly traded company that was, you know, getting billions of dollars off national TV deals at the time either. True, but still, you know what I mean. I I'll find WB for as much money as they have, they're absolute tight asses, dude. Think about it. Did you see that they're going to stop making DVDs and Blu-rays? Are they? Really? You know, yeah. DVDs and Blu-rays have been wished the best in their future endeavors. That's a shame, man. I'll stop collecting them, but no shit, man. I've got everything on DVD and Blu-ray from the 80s all the way till nice. fucking till 2016. And then I sort of stopped because, I, you know, let's be honest. You wouldn't want any of those pandemic pay-per-views in your collection. Well, you know why they're doing this. It's because they they want you all on the cock. Interesting. You know what I've noticed? It, like, I was watching SmackDown on my cable feed, right? Like, mm -hmm. Australian cable. But they've been advertising Peacock for whatever reason. Now, I don't know if that change is happening over here. Because for now, it's still WWE Network. But I couldn't help but notice that. And I'm thinking, why? Why are they advertising freaking Peacock? I don't know what's happening. But maybe the cock is going to be landing down here too, dude. You know who's really unhappy about that? Who? Fox. Oh, of course. Hey, because I've got you Fox are, Hell. But <laughs> you are literally advertising on Fox for NBC Universal. Well, put, yeah, that right. was that was not a problem when WWE Network was its own thing, and these contracts were signed. Now that Peacock <laughs> has WWE Network and all that WWE does is promote Peacock, the people at Fox are very unhappy about that. Well, put it this way. My cable provider is Fox, right? It's it's called Fox. I don't know if you know this, Jago, but, you know, Rupert Murdoch is Australian. I don't know if you know that. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So here we've got like a lot of Fox orientated shit, like everything's Fox, right? And WB have always been on Fox in, on Australian cable, always, even from back in the day. So ironically, SmackDown being on Fox, Fox 8 over here, you know, it goes in line. But they were advertising USA Network and the cock dude on Fox. So 
Yeah, worldwide, dude. Surely they're not they're not happy about it. No way. There's no way they can possibly be happy about that. Uh, so we discussed what I didn't like about SmackDown, which is basically the entire show that didn't <laughs> have anything to do with Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn. Um, Jimmy, you said that you liked this show, and I don't know what it is exactly that you liked about this show that wasn't Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn. Well, first of all, yeah, the Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn stuff was the best by far. But I came into this show, look, I'll be honest, I wasn't even planning on watching it. I thought, fuck it, I'm going to watch it, right? So I went into it with absolutely no expectation, and I was pleasantly surprised. The pacing of the show was actually pretty good. Not just the pacing, but the matches, the placement of the matches. It felt like every time there was a match, it was getting bigger. So, like, you know what I mean? You'd go from... Like you had the Lesnar stuff, then you had Charlotte and Sasha, and then from from there, oh no, not Charlotte and Sasha. Sorry, um, what's her name? I, uh, Shayna okay. Baszler and Sasha Banks, for example. Yeah, but Charlotte. This match, Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler, goes eight minutes with Sasha Banks going over, which is stupid. I mean, I, I I don't understand that. Good match. And you know what, man? I'm going to say this, right? I might get heat for this, but Sasha Banks is so overrated in the ring, bro. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Like, I was paying attention. She's very slow, if you know what I mean. You know, she thinks too much before she does a move, and I hate that. Like, because it comes across as kind of green. Whereas, you know, other wrestlers that are much better in the ring, they don't think, dude. They just, they just go. And it looks, you know, well done. Whereas with her... She's very slow, maybe a bit too girly. I hate to say that, right? The way she runs. She's like, hey, hey, you know, I just I just feel that Satchel Banks is overrated, dude. I mean, I, I personally, I wish they'd do a whole lot more with Shayna Baszler, but. Absolutely. They should. And She's then we have, you know, the Naomi and Sonya Deville thing going on, which I just absolutely do not care even a little bit about. Um, that slap the, was good though. The happy Corbin crap. Oh. Yeah, that's um, fucked. That's shit. The, but it's funny, <laughs> sort of. The Viking Raiders versus oh. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Um, I like the Gazas, right? But New Day, Walsh- New Day, and and the Usos are still feuding after like seven years. They say WWE doesn't do long term storytelling, but yet the New <laughs> Day and the Usos are still feuding for one reason or another. More Charlotte crap, Cesaro and Sheamus, which was only a five minute oh. match that felt like a, a fifteen minute match. It was <laughs> that that was kind of weird. It was hot um, hitting though, dude. Yeah, but it just no, I'm not like that's not even necessarily a rip on the match right, in any right. way, shape, or form. It's just it felt like that match was a lot longer than five minutes to me as yeah, I'm sitting true. here looking through the recap. And then you have the more Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns stuff. Like I, I thought the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns Sami Zayn stuff was good. Um, they they aired a vignette on Ricochet for one reason or another, but that I don't understand. For no reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah. talk about guys that are just completely buried in that wwe booking um, i'm sorry dude the second goes, yeah, the sorry. second ricochet walks through the door at all elite wrestling he has a much bigger deal than he is in the wwe right you're right taking a I... phone call from tk he's more <laughs> over than he is in the wwe 
It's well, ridiculous. speaking of TK, too much thumbs and knuckles, if you know what I mean, by Ricochet. I think that's really affected him, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> In a WWE context, I would not be surprised if that is the case. A hundred percent, dude. Actually, in fact, I remember when that shit, when it first came out online and all that, I haven't seen it and I don't want to see it. But I totally forgot about it until you brought it up. Well, yeah. That's how long ago it was. The Good Brothers and AJ were kind of making a lot of references, but low-key, you had to be in the inn to know what they were talking about. And it was pretty funny at the time, right? And now, like, they'll make the references of thumbs up and shit like that, right? And, um, man, he's destroyed himself, dude, literally. I mean, once you do that shit, bro, it, I don't know, man. It's hard to come back from. So, shout out to Davey. Um, Davey. This is an interesting topic because I was actually having this conversation yesterday. Roman Reigns is so great, but he has no five-star matches, which drives him to leave the company and go to Japanese promotions. Now, I, do, I don't think that is the case, but no <laughs> I do think Roman Reigns would do really, really well in Japan. He would do very well at New Japan Pro Wrestling. He would do significantly better in New Japan Pro Wrestling than if Kazuchika Okada came over to the WWE and tried to make a run over there. Like, just the comparison between the two. If this were the early 1980s, Roman would be a huge star in Japan. You know what? You know how you book him in Japan? Like, I've said like this a about Tina. monster. Yeah, but like an American hero, but as a heel, like you know, American hero. Well, an American, American hero in Japan would, you know, John be Cena a- would be that perfect role. Actually, <laughs> when you think about it, I've said that in the past too. If John Cena right. went to Japan, right? But he was billed as this, like the American hero, John Cena. Like picture that. That's his. That's his motto, right? I think it would be huge, right? Because oh, yeah. you know how the Japanese fans are. They love that stereotypical Americans, American sort of stuff, or the American heel. You know what I'm saying? And I think it would be so over over there. But Roman Reigns would be huge. Oh, hugely huge, yeah. over over there. Huge star. In Japan. <laughs> he and wouldn't even need to talk. No, no. He'd be like Jeff Cobb. Yeah. He'd be you know a what? legitimate version of Jeff yeah. Cobb. And I was thinking that. And I was going to say that too. And I thought ah, people might think I'm tripping. But then you said it for me. So I'm glad. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, he, he would be absolutely fantastic over there. Um, let's see, what else we got? We, well, as we talk about Japan, we're, we're four weeks until Wrestle Kingdom at this point, Jimmy. Three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, we do know night three is going to be very much a special attraction as it'll be New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Pro Wrestling Noah. Nights one and two will be inside of the Tokyo Dome. Both nights will be headlined by Kazuchika Okada. Um, at least that is my assumption, as it'll be Shingo versus Okada night one, and then the winner of that night versus Will Ospreay on night two. Jimmy, are you with me? Are, are, are we both assuming Okada goes over Shingo night one and we end up with Okada Osprey night two? It's leading that way, dude. That's anything that makes sense, does it not? I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, just inside of the storytelling, what they've laid out for years with Osprey Okada, you're hoping night one, you're going to have tickets sold, right? It's right. Shingo versus Okada has to sell night one. Night two, you're looking at a lot of walk-up traffic 
people that aren't sure if they want to go to night two because they don't know what the main event is going to be. Shingo versus Osprey is a very good match. Very good match. But it doesn't have the story Okada versus Osprey has built into it. People are going to pay to see that just on a walk-up basis at the Tokyo Dome. 100%, man. I mean, it only makes sense to go Okada Osprey with with the whole build-up from the time he left Chaos. I'm talking about Osprey. Yep. And and all even that his stuff. time in chaos is part of the it, story, really. Right. That's, and that's what I'm saying. So it only makes sense to go Shingo night one, Osprey night two. But I can't help but say night three is going to overshadow everything, dude. I'm actually looking you forward to so? night three. Yeah, I do, man. I actually do. I think it's going to really, I, I don't know. For me, that's what I'm really, really looking forward to right now. How much pro wrestling Noah do you get to watch where you are down under in an Aussie? Well, like, do they have like a regular TV show that you get to see uh, on our, on our, on on Aussie TV? Nah, 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 nah. Not even new Japan. Like for me to watch new Japan, for example, I have to get new Japan World. world. Right. So, and as far as Noah, there's absolutely nothing with Noah over here, but because, you know, I'm one of the, you know, Marky Mark fans, I guess, right? I know how to access all that shit via downloads or via, like, you know, paid subscriptions. So, you know, for fans like us, it's not an issue worldwide, you know? I am not a pro wrestling Noah fan um, in any way, shape, or form. I've seen some really, really good Noah matches. Um, It's kind of surprising because I I think Manu Fuji is one of the top five professional wrestlers in the world. That guy is absolutely incredible. Go is freaking fantastic. Kino is absolutely fantastic. Like they've got some really good talent over there. I just don't watch it. Um, So inside of that context, I don't know how big of a deal it's going to be outside of Japan. Because it seems like the pro wrestling Noah fans are not necessarily new Japan pro wrestling fans. The new Japan pro wrestling fans, not necessarily the Noah fans. Like it was a big deal when somebody would go back and forth between companies there for a while. And and I really, have we had a whole lot of overlap since Suzuki goon was sent over there? Not at all, bro. Not at all. And think about it. Like go back to Kenta Kobayashi days, right? Right. That, that was the last time really Noah was really relevant when you think about it. And when I say really relevant, like, you know, even with Misawa, like those days is when right. they were on equal footing with New Japan per se, right? And they're a shell of their, of their former self, let's be honest, right? It it's not off. the same Noah. It fell off big time. As a matter of fact, it nearly went bankrupt. But um, they're back. They're slowly progressing. I think they're the second biggest Japanese promotion right now, easily. So it sounds like there are going to be some big matches announced for this show. Um, Kaito has wanted Okada for, what, a year and a half? Yeah, easily. (laughs) I mean, I I actually have the cover framed over there of him calling out okada on uh, on on monthly pro wrestling i have like a little collection of framed uh stuff over there i'll have to send you a picture of it it's super cool (laughs) he's just sitting there holding a picture of okada on the cover it's so badass see what i mean for me i can't wait yeah so i i think that's the main event 
Um, at the press conference, Tanahashi made the comment that 12 years ago he faced off with Muto inside of the Tokyo Dome. He would like to wrestle Muto. That match will be absolutely freaking incredible, even though like both of them may need a walker to get to <laughs> and from the ring. But like once Thanks. the bell rings, it, it's absolutely crazy. Are there any other big matches that you would like to see at this show? Like who is Marufuji going to wrestle? Who is, you know, Goshi Izaki going to wrestle? Like there's some really oh. good talent inside of Noah. I'm just not really sure where I want to pair them off. Bad time for this to happen for new Japan. Yeah. And I think it was a desperate sort of thing for new Japan to do as well. Like it was so out of the blue. there was no, well, I, coming. I kind of wonder if they thought, by Wrestle Kingdom, we're going to be opened up. You know, so like we can get Jay over here. We can do this. We can do that. And I think when they booked three nights of Wrestle Kingdom, they're like, oh, yeah, this is like no problem. It's far enough off. Like <laughs> we'll get this COVID thing under control. And instead, everything's kind of getting locked down again. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day as they were going through all the requirements to get into Japan. If you are not a Japanese national at this point, and it's a, it's a freaking process. So I don't like, I'm not sure Jay is going to be at wrestle kingdom. Like I'm, I'm know. not even sure that switchblade Jay white is going to be at wrestle kingdom just because of the requirements to get into the country. Like if he is, he's going to have to get to Japan real goddamn quick. If he's going to be able to be able to perform on January 4th. Um, I, I think they kind of got themselves by the balls because they had booked the buildings and then the stories, injuries, gaijin getting into the country. It's kind of the perfect shit storm for new Japan <laughs> pro wrestling. That's an understatement, dude. And I feel so bad for Jay White, dude. Tell me, there's no momentum. There's nothing. He's totally cold right now, man. It's not his fault, but he's freezing. And if I was New Japan, I don't know, man. Find a way to get these guys back in the country. Because not only does it benefit them, but it benefits Jay White, for example, it, it, it's sad, dude. And, and the longer this goes for, I don't know. The thing about Japan as a country, I could be wrong, but this is what I gather, right? I feel like they're hypochondriacs, dude. You know what I mean? They're too, they're too careful. I think, look, COVID's not going anywhere, man. We're going to fucking have this shit probably for the rest of our lives for, you know. And they just got to live with it, man. They got to deal with it and just reopen. It is what it is. Uh, this Omicron thing is oh yes I'm the gone, media right. is blowing it so far out of proportion it's insane but you want to hear something very very interesting jimmy not i'm not going to go off on a, on a covid kick here but <laughs> if you take the two largest variants that the media has freaked out about the delta variant and the omicron variant and you rearrange the letters of delta and mm -hmm. omicron you know what it spells out I know this one, man. Uh, oh, man, I know this, man, but I can't think quick right now. Just tell me. Media control. Oh, actually, I didn't know that one. There was another thing that it also spells out, but I can't remember probably. But media control. Interesting. Interesting. You know what's funny? Uh, one more thing about that. Um, have you heard of Clyde Lewis? 
Clyde Lewis. The name doesn't ring a bell. He does a show, a conspiracy sort of paranormal show called um, Ground Zero, right? And uh, as you know, I'm Greek Orthodox in religion-wise, right? And they posted a, a thing of Jesus, but the Greek sort of from the Greek Bible, and it says Alpha and Omega mm-hmm. and Omicron, like Jesus, the Alpha, Omega, but it's got the Omicron. Like he's trying to allude like Omicron, like they knew from back then. I don't know what the fuck to think. But it was interesting. You know what I mean? Nevertheless, you should look into his show. It's quite interesting. But but yeah, man, it's this Omicron thing isn't it supposed to be weaker than Delta, though? I don't want to go off on a huge COVID kick. True, um, true, true. There's not the COVID off, the COVID blow off. Right. <laughs> um, what it looks like to my mind is... A lot of times these viruses that get out in the wild will mutate and variant until they revert back to their original form. And that is how society moves on. It's kind of, you know, the the planet's way of regulating itself. We have seen this happen before. And it looks to me like Omicron is a little bit worse than the common cold, which is actually the root of a coronavirus they've been looking for a cure for the common cold for you know, since the 1960s yeah and well the common cold's a coronavirus i mean well, that's that's what it is well look you know the fact that i've had it before i can detest that it's it's pretty brutal man like it, oh yeah it really no, is no, I, I, i'm not that i'm just saying like the progression of the covid19 virus it progressed all the way up. Like you said, you had it. It was fucking brutal. Right. It was. But the now it seems as though Mother Nature has issued her correction to bring it back to its original form, which is, in fact, the common cold. Well, let's be honest. It's actually SARS anyway, and SARS has been around forever. So, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it's not but- like coronaviruses are a new thing. Right, and that's what they don't, what the media don't actually tell you properly but it really is it's sars yeah I, sars cov 2 is, right, is exactly. the actual name of the virus it's exactly it's so fucking stupid whole damn Big time. Thing is so stupid you know what else is stupid jimmy t <laughs> what's that jago show is leading best of super junior <laughs> great great segue <laughs> i mean as i look at the iwgp junior heavyweight championship picture as we go into wrestle kingdom there are, are two guys that I want to see involved here. They, at El Desperado, who is the current IWGP junior heavyweight champion, and Hiromu Takahashi, who is El Desperado's biggest rival, the biggest, like most popular junior quite possibly in the world at this point. And they have like a ton of history did you get a chance to watch the match that i told you about last night their their best of super juniors match from just a couple of weeks ago i actually didn't get the chance to watch it because i was doing nothing but editing after we did a show and i was just finishing just before we did this show so unfortunately i haven't had the chance but i will watch it okay so spoiler alert and this is not really giving anything away that's all good they go to a 30 minute draw again oh I mean, these two guys, the chemistry that they have, the story that they are telling going all the way back to them inside of the dojo is 
incredible. I did an entire hour long show about it with uh, Carl Carafel and, and Joe Morin over at love wrestling, just about this feud and their match from best of super juniors uh, two years ago. Now, um, Despy is on freaking fire. Why they ever took the title off of him and put it on Robbie Eagles. I will never understand. So with all of that said, it seems only logical to me. We get Hiromu versus Desperado on the biggest stage. Wrestle Kingdom. Why are we dicking around with show? Like nothing against show. I like show. I like show a lot. I'm not sure about the Bullet Club thing, but I like show as a talent a lot. But, bro, get the fuck out of the way, man. This is about Hiromu and Despi. This is not about show. I don't know, man. I think they're just trying to fucking throw shit at the wall like every other company is right now and see if it sticks, dude. That's the only conclusion I can come up with. I, I, I... Like there are times that Gato swerves us, and I like it. This is not the time, Gato. This is not the time. What you do at Wrestle Kingdom is is you you put your goddamn flag back in the freaking ground and say this is the best pro wrestling company in the world, and look at our champions. We have Kazuchika Okada and Hiromu Takahashi, two of the biggest stars inside of the business. That. That wrestle that's what you do at wrestle kingdom like don't fuck this up don't get cute don't do the shingo osprey thing like <laughs> no like we need some stability inside of new japan pro wrestling and the stability is the rainmaker and the time bomb well it just goes to show exactly where new japan is at right now dude it's been Think a about rough it. year bro it's been a rough year in fact i think this is their worst year in at least time. 10 years dude close to it time. really yeah. people applauded new japan when they kept going with, with the pandemic shows and it was okay but boy did that it wore off real quick <laughs> it real did real quick and it's what it's one on me dude i'm not gonna lie on the other side of the t- multiple tournaments that are going on in japan right now it's insane um world tag league well underway at this point to see who is going to face off with the dangerous techers at wrestle kingdom for the IWGP heavyweight championships. Currently the brackets are being led by the loss in governors. They that'll be another $50. Mr. Rhodes, uh, <laughs> they are leading the way Tetsuya Naito and Sonata, the team, Jimmy T, are we going back to LIJ versus Dangerous Techers in the Dome? Like, what is this really what we're doing with Tetsuya Naito at this point? Yep, because they don't know what we're asked to put him right now, dude. I mean, that's the only way you can get a, you know, you can get him on the card right now, unfortunately, dude. How do you not what know what to do with Tetsuya Naito? Like, I, know. I mean, I- it's... Ellen Gobernable, like, bro, you have like three stars in this company right now. He's one of them. And you've got him dicking around with, I can't get over great Sonata in, in tag league. Like, look, I know why they're probably doing this. It's probably because this be honest now, Jaga. And, and the thing is, Naito is one of my favorite pro wrestlers on the planet right now. Right. But he's injury prone, dude. Let's be honest. And I think they don't trust it. So I think they're going this way 
just to see. You know what I mean? If they can, because don't be surprised if this could be the end of his of a main event run for Naito, man. Don't be surprised. I can't take losing Naito and Tanahashi at the same time. And at least with Naito, I can see like, okay, they win World Tag League. They face off with dangerous techers. Right. Fine. What are we doing with the ace? What does the ace do outside of, you know, New Japan versus Noah? What else is the ace going to be doing? Dude, you know how it is with the ace, man. One week he's on the bottom of the card. Then the next week he's number one contender for the IWGP World Championship. Like, he's basically Mr. Fix-It, man. When they need a main eventer on notice, last second, he's your go-to man right now. You proved but, that against Shingo. It was five stars as far as I was concerned. That was incredible. It's true, man. He's Mr. Fix-It, in my opinion, of New Japan. When they need someone and someone with credibility and with a notable name, that's what Tanahashi is right now, dude. But this is the problem I have. Everything you just said is entirely true. Jimmy T, we are a month to the day away from not one, but two nights inside of the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> and I have no idea what Hiroshi Tanahashi is doing. But you need to sell tickets. What <laughs> what what's the ace doing at Wrestle Kingdom? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Neither do I, man, other than night three. I mean, really, maybe he won't be on night one and night two. I doubt it, but you never know. Do you just save him for... You can't just save him for the Noah versus New Japan thing, can you? I think you can, and I can see that happening for whatever reason, man. Don't be surprised if he's doing commentary on night one, night two, you know, special comments. I know it's fucked up, but I can just see it, dude. I would just like to point out that we have a maggot in the chat. (laughs) Shout outs to Maggot. <laughs> he, he, shout outs to Maggot. Yeah, shout outs to the Maggot and shout outs <laughs> to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Looks like somebody farted in there. Uh, you know where else it looks like somebody farted, Jimmy T? <laughs> Where's that? Somebody farted in the Briscoe's Cheerios. <laughs> start a GoFundMe to get these guys some real wrestling gear. And by GoFundMe, I mean, I'll just pay for it. Talk to my guy at G Russellware, and I'll take care of the bill. Hashtag pay it for it. You gonna take care of the bill, huh? You gonna take care of the bill? Let me tell you something, boy. We don't need your dirty-ass money. What man, the fuck you think this is, son? Man, look, but if you dead ass, let me Fuck these motherfuckers.
the most authentic promo in professional wrestling. God bless Jay Briscoe. Can we call this? Can we call this a promo of the year already? Oh my god, I love it. I mean, it's just (laughs) seriously, it is fucking. It will never get old. This promo will never get old. I'm loving this. You know what's even cooler about the Briscoes, man? Even as they get older, they're still money, bro. <laughs> they still look great. They even with the white hair, it just it goes, man. I love these guys. These guys have earned this spot. I just hope, man, it's nothing but up for the Briscoes from now on. Authenticism. That's that's, that's what's, what's missing, missing in professional wrestling, and that's exactly what the Briscoes bring to the table. Uh, I, I can't wait to see this match. Um, you, you think this happens in Texas? I mean, I'm just going to throw this out. You think that maybe, Actually, maybe FTR shows up in Texas? I mean, I ju- I'm calling it a hunch. A wait, hunch. Wait, wait. Where was where was Dynamite and Rampage at this week, Jimmy T? Was it this week or at Winter's Coming there in Texas? Oh, maybe it is winter is coming. Maybe it's it is winter, winter is coming next week. They're in New York, and then the week after they're in Texas. So I think uh, the Briscoes boy. <laughs> I mean, surely winter is coming for FTR. Is there any chance that our boy Jeff Lipman gets to see this happen in Baltimore, and FTR shows up at Final Battle? Is there any yeah. chance? I mean, do you, yeah. are you expecting that? Are, are like, what are you expecting for final battle is next weekend for anybody who's not paying attention. Actually, Ring of honors, final show of the era. Are we expecting any big surprises like potential AEW stars, whether it be CM Punk, whether yes, it be Brian, Danielson, yep. are you expecting that? Or are you expecting guys like Jay lethal who are like, no, I'm not going. Fuck them. Like that cuz that's very much the impression I got from Jay Lethal's media scrum. Like I will not be at final battle. Fuck them. Cuz even listening to Punk, listening to Danielson, it's like they're already talking about Ring of Honor in a past tense. Are are this does not seem like this is, this is a Sinclair broadcasting thing with the whole Ring of Honor situation, but it seems like the talent while they're not necessarily angry at the ring of honor management, they're angry with the company and they're not going to show up. They're not going to help out ring of honor as they go into this hiatus stage. Um, are, are you expecting any big surprises or is this show just going to kind of happen and it goes away? No, I expect surprises, man. Come on. I mean, Surely, if it's really and truly the final battle of Ring of Honor, right? Come on, man. Surely we can have a bit of a summer of punk throwback, you know what I mean, type of stuff at the end, even though it's in winter, right? Because, I mean, I could see TK being like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, no, 100%. And I could see punk even saying yes to it, even Danielson. Come on, man, that's the most fitting way to actually go out with Ring of Honor like seriously, it's it's perfect, man. You know what I mean? We go full circle, literally. 
So currently, this is the card that we have. Roxy will be defending against either Willow Nightingale or Mandy Leone. It'll be Mandy Leone uh, for the ROH Women's World Championship. Um, Shane Taylor Promotions will be taking on the Righteous, Vincent Bateman and Dutch for the six-man championships. Josh Woods versus Brian Johnson for the Pure Championship, which should be very, very good. Uh, the Tag Team Championships on the line, the OGK, the Old School Kingdom, Matt Taven <laughs> and Mike Bennett, minus Adam Cole, who is another name that we could throw into this, uh, taking on the Briscoes. Uh, so you could see an FTR appearance there. Kenny King versus Shane Taylor in a grudge match the world tv championship on the line this interests me dalton castle versus to be determined we don't know who is going to be taking on dalton castle so that that's a potential uh matchup that you could see a returning legend there and then for the roh world championship the current champion bondito uh will be taking on jonathan gresham uh, I, I do expect Gresham to win that match kind of as a thank you for everything he has done for Ring of Honor over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, what do you think, Jimmy T? Are you going to watch this show? I'm going to watch this show because I'm going to do a show about this show with our boy Jeff Lippman, who will be in the building. Then. I'm definitely going to watch this show because it's pretty surreal, man. Like, uh, I don't know what to think. I don't understand why the management haven't just come out and said it straight out and just say, we're done. You know what I mean? Because that's not the plan. The plan is to relaunch in April. But a lot of the wrestlers don't seem to believe that. You know what I mean? Well, that's because it, a lot of those wrestlers are not going to be involved. It, it's going to be a very different Ring of Honor. It's going to be Ring of Honor 2.0, as <laughs> Vince McMahon would call it. So basically, we're going to get a development type of uh, company you're going to get a cheap syndicated TV show for Sinclair broadcasting. That's what I think is going to happen with ring of honor. Like th this is the end of an era for ring of honor. Most certainly. So no more half decent stars working for that company. No matter what you don't see it. I don't see it. Damn. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I'm still sort of shocked by it because I do think the name ring of honor does hold some value, but in saying that, Let's be honest. Was it really a surprise, though? I mean, look how bad they've gone down, dude. I mean, from attendance, COVID really affected them. And not just COVID, but also the elite leaving just really fucked them up big time, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't fault any of the talent for no, not at all. I mean, um, not at all. Bandito versus John Gresham for the world title should be a good match. Very, very contrasting styles. Um, but who ends the night in your ideal world? Okay, so Jonathan Gresham wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. The lights go out, the music hits, and one former Ring of Honor star comes out and challenges Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Who is that star in your perfect world? It's Brian Danielson, surely, dude. For me, it, for me, it's Samoa Joe. Oh, nice. That's a good... I'd love that, but that's not happening. He's I, I don't think it's happening either. But right. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm saying in my ideal world, 
I go with Samoa Joe. I don't know what Joe's contract status is, honestly. Neither do I. I'm, in fact, I'm surprised he hasn't been released again just yet. The fact that he got re-signed right away by Triple H was surprising in itself, but yeah. a good move in my opinion. But uh, I'd love to see Joe on there, even AJ Styles. Heck, you know, bring them all back from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? If you could. Yeah, I. but... Uh, you- Danielson, that's your ideal. I think Danielson, right? Yeah, because picture this: lights go out, and you hear the final countdown just kick in out of nowhere. You just hear, "Come on, dude!" You just hear, "Man, the crowd will lose their shit. I'll lose my shit." And as we're off to the races, man, you know, stylistically, it makes sense. You know, it would be even better. What's that? If you had Nigel McGuinness on commentary for. Absolutely. What's is he still at WWE UK? I mean, what's he doing? I, I, it beats the hell out of me. I figured Nigel was just—he's gone missing to me. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure he's still with no WWE, idea. but yeah, that's weird. But that'd be great. That'd be awesome. But heck, even having Nigel McGuinness actually wrestling would be great. Even though we know he can't. Oh no! I know. I know. We. I know he, he can't. Know. But but if you know if he could, it'd be awesome. Even Adam Pierce. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to go throwback? Uh, how about heck bring Cornette back too for the for the for one night? Oh god. <laughs> Only if I could get Kevin Steen for one night to come oh. up and a pile driving. <laughs> oh, you I'm know just that'd be legit heat. <laughs> that'd be legit heat after that. Even better, I'd love for Kenny to do it to him in many ways. Yeah, V-Trigger, that's so <laughs> So that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for watching and or listening. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then drop us one of those five-star reviews. Help us out in the algos. The blow-off is brought to you by our friends over at the Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com, and, of course, atmarkmedia.com. You can keep up with me across social media platforms, either where you're watching right now or you know it at not jargo across social media follow the show at the blowoffpod.com at the blowoff uh keep up with me michaeljargo.com destinopod.com i, I hopefully will get eight track black billy or eight track brown billy ray valentine and mighty joe morin uh the the four of us doing a round table to uh do a wrestle kingdom preview for Destino once uh, all the matches are announced. Jimmy T, what do you guys got going on over at the PWC? Well, we got the skirmish that just got released. We we, we done carnage with uh, HAC Black earlier, Michael Davis. Black, brown, uh, red, green, yeah, gray, hell, we're all the same. <laughs> Trust me, I always end up getting a brain freeze every time I'm about to say HAC Black or Brown because it fucks with my head. But yeah, also, look out for Smack Talk tomorrow with Lipman. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for now, unless I'm missing something. But if you want to follow me, follow me at DJ Mass Effects and at PWC Network on Twitter. We will talk to you next week for an all-new edition of The Blow Off. For now, we're off like a prom dress or a squashed maggot. <laughs> See ya! Peace.